Welcome to the Coach House Beacons. Hi there, it's Andy here again. In this beacon, I want to be slightly different in my approach. I want to share some words of encouragement that have been given to me by a lovely lady that I know from another church. I won't mention her name, as when she hears these words, she will no doubt recognise her story. I would like to thank her, though, for the kind note that she's had written to me, from which I've adapted this beacon today. Now, no doubt, in the last few days, you'll have seen and heard the weather outside your homes. It's been quite some time since I've heard thunder and experienced the lightning flashes illuminating the sky with such dramatic effect. As a kid, we were told that thunder was the sound of God moving his furniture around. Well, now I know that it's all to do with the difference in pressure created by the lightning flashes as it heats the air it travels through, causing it to expand supersonically, which we hear as thunder. Similar to the sonic boom that Concorde used to make when hitting supersonic speed. But I digress. We hopefully have all seen the one thing that loves a good dousing in a storm, especially after a bout of dry weather. It's our garden plants. I think we've got triffids in our garden at the moment, the rate that they've grown in the last few days. Which brings me to the words shared from my good friend. She wrote to tell me of a birthday present that she'd received. A beautiful plant called a peace lily. A particularly thoughtful gift, given what is going on in the world around us today. But more on that later. I'm first reminded that Jesus, when he spoke to his disciples, used lilies as an example. In Matthew 6, verse 27 to 31, Jesus says this, and it's part of a famous talk that Jesus gave, which we now sometimes know as the Sermon on the Mount. This particular part says, Who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to our life? And why do you worry about clothes? Consider how the lilies of the field grow. They do not labour or spin, yet I tell you that not even Solomon, in all of his glory, was adorned like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the furnace, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore do not worry, saying, What shall I eat, or what shall I drink, or what shall I wear? You see, here we have Jesus telling his followers not to worry about the things around them, the clothes they wear, how they will be received. Simply do not worry. He illustrates this using the wild flowers around, the lilies of the valley. They are beautiful, more beautiful than Solomon in all of his great splendour. And yet, even so, they are destined for a short life. How much more will God care and clothe those who belong to him is what Jesus is asking. He will clothe us with his glory and goodness. This would later be fulfilled by Jesus, who the Bible tells us gives us who do not deserve such love and forgiveness his clothing of righteousness, so that we can come into God's presence. Amazing! His sacrifice covers our wrongdoing and pays the price that God demands for purity and holiness. That is truly mind-blowing. 
And if we have all of these things given to us, free from punishment associated with sin because of our relationship with God through Jesus, then why worry about what is happening around us today? They are small and trifling compared to eternal matters. Actually, that doesn't stop us from being affected by the world we live in. Of course we are concerned when we see the pandemic sweeping across the globe. Of course we worry about how our families will be in the face of this changing world. But Jesus is stating quite clearly that God is still in control. And our hope of eternity with him puts perspective on all of our troubles and concerns. They are not meaningless to us, but they are temporal. One day my lady friend was feeling tired and weary, which is not surprising as the flower was given to her on the occasion of her 86th birthday. She noticed that she was struggling that day, but so was the lily. No longer was it standing tall in the flower pot. It was bent over and fading, and it reminded her of her own feelings and weariness at that time. And yet it reminded her of something else too. The flower, like us, needs nourishment. It needed water pouring into the soil for the lily to feed on and revive. And we are also promised nourishment to our souls when we struggle. We have living water flowing through us because Jesus promises it. We just have to accept it and rest in it. John 7 verses 37 to 39 says, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me, that's Jesus, and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Now this he said about the Spirit, whom those who believed in him were yet to receive. The Holy Spirit lived within us as the seal that we belong to Jesus is our living water. He nourishes us, encourages us, teaches us and guides us in all truth. But like the flower, we need to be fed constantly, to be nourished by the Spirit constantly. We would never water a plant and then say, job done, walk away from it and expect it to last forever. If we neglect to take on nourishment ourselves, then why would we expect anything different? If we do not let the Holy Spirit work in us every day, if we fail to acknowledge that a relationship with Jesus is a live, ongoing, fruitful life, then we will shortly start to tire and wither too. So how do we keep ourselves and the Spirit within us nourished? Well, we need God's Word as given to us in Scripture, the Bible. We need to talk and have ongoing relationship with our Heavenly Father God who created us for fellowship with Him. We might call this prayer. The more we feed and take on nourishment, the stronger we will be and the more able to stand firm when we see the world around us seemingly spinning out of control. So let's just take a moment to slow down and ponder some things. God promises us peace, even in turmoil. God is in control, even if it doesn't seem like it 
and the world denies him. God is our provider in times of trouble. But he gives us what we need, not what we want. God is able to do all things. There is no such thing as impossible with God, with the exception of sinning. God loves us, even if we run away from him. And God proved how much he loved us by sending his only begotten son, Jesus, to die for our sins. God lives in us by his Holy Spirit, and we are being renewed on a daily basis. Why not take some time today to rest and let the rivers of living water flow through our bodies and minds, letting God strengthen us and refresh us by his Spirit? Jesus said in Matthew 11, verse 28, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Come to me, all of you who are weary, and I will give you rest. Jesus doesn't offer something that he cannot give. So why not trust him today? I'm sure if you did this, my friend with her lilies will be very happy indeed. Coach House Beacons, the Coach House Church Daily Devotional. To find out more, join us on Facebook, Instagram, or on our website at www coachhousechurch.org